0: Overcoming Stress, Anxiety, and Depression by Choosing to Live Through Them with the author of Living Through Choice, Christine Osepian, on episode number 180 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller.
1: A year later when things really got bad and it was just unbearable, I couldn't take it anymore emotionally. I was already so depressed in a sense that I I knew that if I spiraled down further, it's scary what I was already thinking. this is Kelly Calabrese and I help women become intentionally fabulous my mission is to help women going through any stages of separation and divorce to go from fearful to fearlessly pursuing what sets their soul on fire here on Dr. Brad Miller's podcast the beyond adversity podcast his mission is to help you to crush adversity and discover your life of peace prosperity and purpose
0: Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Thank you so much for choosing to spend some moments with me today. It is a pleasure and a privilege. We're all about helping you to deal with any adversity that you have in your life, to overcome it and come to a place of peace prosperity, and purpose. We bring in all kinds of experts and folks to speak into your life with the teachings and learnings that they have to speak into your life to help you to deal with oh, depression or divorce, uh, disease, debt, death, anything that's helping you, uh, that's leading you towards the ditch, we can help you get out of it. You can head over to our uh, website, drbradmiller.com, where we have 180 episodes of the podcast designed to help you. We've got a free gift for you there as well, which is going to help you out. Today, I want you to consider this scenario. Have you ever felt in your life that you're just different? even when growing up, did you feel like that you were just kind of different than the other kids or the other people that you would kind of thought a little differently or that you had some sense of a greater calling in your life or that you didn't quite fit in or that you needed to uh, somehow search for your true path. But instead of going that direction, you kind of did what was expected of you, did what so-called society required of you. And that led you perhaps to places that are not quite as satisfying as it could be i noticed in the uh, google search their number one search item for 2021 was the phrase how to heal and it's a brokenness that we need to heal and people are searching for that our guest today on beyond adversity is all about healing and all about searching and about finding the true pathway in your life. And you do that by living through your choices. That's her book. It's called Living Through Choice. Her name is Christina Scipian. And she had the call of service in her life from a very early age. But she found in her life that she was quite unsatisfied with the career path that she was on, and it led her to several difficulties emotionally and physical healthwise. She even her doctor even told her that if she continued the pathway that she was on, that she that she just might not survive uh, too much longer. She knew she had to make some changes, and she began to discover and to go into some different modalities in life that she discovered and is now teaching to you. So we're going to learn about her pain here. We're going to feel her pain, feel the pain that many people have when they're just not in the right alignment with uh, with what they are called to do in their life. And we're going to learn from her, from Christine today, a few other modalities about how to do this, about meditation and about uh, searching and healing and other forms of uh, of coming together to mindfulness and so on. Learn several things along these areas that are going to be helpful to you. And I invite you to listen carefully because she goes very deep in some of the things that we talk about here uh, today. When we come back on the other side of the interview, we're going to talk about on this journey to heal, what are some of the specific things that you can do? I want you to come back to me after the interview. We're going to talk about actions, takeaway points that you can do in your life. Her name is Christine Osepian, and she uh, blogs at JourneysToHeal.com. Let's welcome her to Beyond Adversity and to get into this conversation right now. We have Christine Osepian with us. She is an author and has a website called Journey to Heal. Her uh through choice. She is all about helping people transform their health and their life by elim- by identifying and limiting and eliminating negative emotions and to get on with their life of healing and happiness. And we welcome to Beyond Adversity, Christine Osepian. Christine, welcome.
1: Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me.
0: It's awesome to have you here on Beyond Adversity <laughs> and uh, on your website. Conversations led me to believe you have just an incredible offerings to people and some good things to share with people about your life but i know and i have a, a a feeling that things weren't always just uh clearly good for you and you had your own dark places that you were at and i'm just interested in hearing about your life a little bit about your background particularly any challenges or adversities that you had to face Patterns you had to break in order to you know, have a foundation to teach others. Your story. Yes.
1: Yeah, so my story begins with um, growing up with lots of fear, uh, just fear of life, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of fear, fear, of fear surrounded by fear. And that. Um, took a toll on my life. And of course, with the fear comes, oh, go to school, get an education. And uh, once you get an education, go get the safe job and be at that safe job until you retire or die. And so that's kind of the journey that I took on. And I, um, from my 20s, I tapped into accounting, and it was just a job. That's all it was. But of Mm -hmm. course, since from the beginning, it kind of took its own journey, and um, one because my resume was all filled with accounting positions, it was the easiest thing to find, and so I went from job to job, um, and it never got better. Um, I was under the impression of okay, if I go into a study for the CPA exam and pass the CPA exam, I'll you know be successful, and I'll take the steps and become a supervisor, manager. A partner and uh, money will make me happy. And I realized on that path, as I was trying to force that ego path, my soul within was just a hole. That emptiness was just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger until it came to a point where it became physical, and um, I had a lot of physical obstacles happening in my body and my headspace and arms going numb and eyesight starting to go bad. It was just spiraling out of control and out of desperation. um, Of course, I was running to my doctor every uh, week. And one time he just said, if you continue on this path, you won't survive more than two years because it's becoming physical already. (laughs) And so that kind of was the wake up call, because at the time, my children were very young. They were just, you know, toddlers. And I knew that if I'm not going to, I'm going to have to do it for them, because there was no other way. My children deserved uh, to have their mother. So, of course, I turned to prayer, prayer and crying and really just, I was so lost. I had no idea. But uh, the one thing that truly I did not understand that transformed my life was the affirmations that I was using uh, while I was dro- dropping my children off to daycare. I would cry myself to work. And on the way, I would always just repeat this mantra of God, I want to help people. I want to love what I do. I want to have my own control over my own schedule instead of someone telling me how much time I can spend in my break, how much time I can spend on vacations, how much time it's, it's just, it felt suffocating to me at that point. So to have freedom over my schedule and, of course, be comfortable doing what I love financially. And I kept repeating that mantra over and over and over and not understanding that I was actually working with the law of attraction and manifestation at the time, even so much so that the last year that I was in the accounting world, uh, one of my coworkers gave me the book, The Secret, which is the law of attraction. But the book seemed like... what is this? Because it's so simple. It looks like a book for a child. And I thought they were actually even making fun of me. And, oh, this is what you're capable of. This is what you, you, and I didn't understand the, the meaning behind, of course, the secret, because I wasn't tapped into that spiritual world yet. And so I gave it to someone else. And then a year later, when things really got bad, and it was just, unbearable. I couldn't take it anymore emotionally. I was already so depressed in a sense that I, I knew that if I spiraled down further, it, it's scary what I was already thinking. So, so then, of course, really dark
0: places, it sounds
1: like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was just not fun being there at all. And so I just started praying and I, my prayers turn into this vivid dream. And in that vivid dream, I remember I was wearing a white coat and I had a golden badge um, with my name on it. And I looked at myself and I said, I know who I am. I remember who I am. So now, the white coat was the representation to me that I'm helping people, I'm healing people. But I knew I was not going to go to medical school and become a doctor or a nurse or any of that. I was never interested in that. Okay. But then I woke up that morning and I was still at that time trying to push the CPA exam. And I took my laptop and I remember it so vividly that I just typed in hypnotherapy. I had no idea what that word was. It's, it's not really respected or known in my culture or in my religious belief system. So, but I was so desperate. I was just like, well, if I've been praying and asking God for guidance, then this must be it because I have no idea what this is. And so then when I hit send, of course the school popped up and I didn't realize the school that I went to hypnotherapy hypnosis motivation Institute had been around for over 40 years, even 12 years ago And as this, this process just started taking life, and I just followed it. And my first thought was, if I go, at first, I didn't even think that, oh, my God, I might be doing this. I thought this was God's way of going, get yourself out of this dumpster dirt, right? It's I'm going pulling you out. (laughs) And, And so I went to the school's website. I found somebody that had graduated from the school that, you know, had reviews and all that stuff. And I made appointment with her and I said, okay, if I, if this helps me, then I'm a believer, then it's going to change my life. And as I went for two, three sessions with, with this uh, hypnotherapist, I realized suddenly all the dark clouds started to part, and and I was starting to see sun again. I was starting to see, metaphorically speaking, light again. And within the three months that I went through that process, I ended up suddenly realizing that this is it. And the, the what I was grateful for was that the school was offering a month free, like hypnosis one on one class for free, and said come and check it out. If you love it, you continue. If you don't, no hard feelings. And I was like, this is the greatest gift that I can have because no college ever tells you come to our school for a month or a semester. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Right. So I did. And from the moment that I walked in, I just felt like I was home suddenly I was like oh my goodness everything that I've been seeking for because for me it was beyond just hypnotherapy hypnosis for me there was such a spiritual aspect connected to that it's like the power of the mind and the power of of course the school was you know talking about manifestation and the law of attraction and the connection to divinity and all that stuff and I was like this is what I've been seeking this is what I forgot and I've been disconnected from because you know when we're children we're so connected to the divine to God and then suddenly we grow up, and life takes us on different paths. And many of us, in a sense, yeah. although this connection is not possible, but we feel disconnected. You, were really,
0: um, you really were not destined to become a bean counter your whole your life. <laughs> there was uh, God had a greater purpose in mind for yes. you, and yep. you did, and you did something about it, didn't you, Christine?
1: Exactly. Absolutely. And, you, know,
0: you, you mentioned several things there, but let's kind of nail it down just a little bit here. Yeah. What do you think were some of the two or three actions that you took? I really like to think in terms of practical applications, people yeah. can apply to their circumstances because lots of people yes. get in this fuzzy, uh, numb state yeah, you know, of being yeah. kind of stuck, you know, and so many people don't think about it because they right. think they can't. Yes. But what were some of the things that you did? Uh, you mentioned several there. Let's yeah. just kind of narrow down the two or three things that you actions you took, mm-hmm. to your former state, and get you on a new pathway.
1: Absolutely. Well, the first thing was that I never gave up. Giving okay. up is not an option. We continue to search, search, search until we find the answers. And the second step was that I actually had to be courageous enough to dive into something that I knew nothing about. Like being born and raised in the Christian belief system, I was never told hypnosis. I was never told subconscious mind. I was never told any of those things. And so it was being courageous enough to take that leap and to do something that I knew nothing about. All I knew about it was, well, wait a minute, I've done it this way and I failed and there has to be another way. And I'm going to try this way. If it works great, if it doesn't work, then at least I tried. I feel like those were the driving forces that really, cause I, I I don't like, you know, there's never feedback of failure. There's always feedback. It's never about, you know, a lot of a lot of us are afraid of making decisions in a sense. And for me, it was not about am I making the right decision or the wrong decision? For me, at that point, it was like, I'm just going to make this decision and see where it takes me because there was no other way. And that was me trusting in really in the guidance that I was receiving.
0: So you didn't give up and then you made a decision to be educated in an area which was out of your comfort zone.
1: And that was a
0: huge, huge thing for for what that you did. And I love that you did the, the physical manifestation of that, which is, you know, actually going to school.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, you have to, in order to have transformation, I believe you, that's the number one you say, don't give up, don't settle for what your situation is, then do something about it. And it, there's really a physical manifestation.
1: Absolutely. That.
0: And you, you, you had the physical manifestations with your illness, with your, you know, whatever connections there were yep. with your mind and body and yep. your spirit it was impacting yep. your health. Now you're doing something physical here. And Absolutely. That. That's, the, that's the action part. And look, Let's talk for a minute, let's go a little bit deeper, Christine. You've mentioned a couple of times about the the spiritual aspect, how you grew up in in a in a Christian home where some things of the inner life were important mm-hmm. and some were not. But let's go to in your case how the, you know, we have the actions, the physical manifestations, but we also transform from the inside out as well. So tell us a bit about your inner life transformation. I'm talking about anything to do with the spiritual realm, prayer, yeah. meditation. What kind of inner life did you do? You've taken the action. Yes. What kind of things did you do in your inner life?
1: Absolutely. First, I made the decision to free myself from a a, a God that was a vengeful God or angry God I needed to heal to understand that God is loving God is forgiving And because most of my life I was told, well, you better be good or you're going to be punished or you're going to go to hell and this and that. And I was living in a lot of fear. And so to free myself from the fear was to really go into deep prayer and meditation and connect with God and to really experience and feel that deepness and that connection, that love. So meditation became And it still is after all these years, everyday practice for me. I do breath work to connect to the divine. I do meditation to connect to the divine. And I do this process with my clients every day because most of us have forgotten. And it's time to remember again, to reconnect, to remember who we are.
0: And that... Then leads to a transformation from the inward to the outward, and it gets manifested then. And you know how we
1: Absolutely. act
0: towards others. So let's talk for a minute. Let's just take take this in terms of you know I believe you got the effect and then you've got your spiritual, your inner life, but then the cognitive piece, kind of the mind piece, is how we make this a part of our life you know yes how we make these practices you're talking about a part of your life because before you had the practices whatever they were you kind of mentioned about your day-to-day job was boring or not so fulfilling to you and led to physical health issues and some you know mental depression and so on there was one state but now you're in a different state right I mean, in order to maintain it you got to have the mentality to do absolutely, it. Our, our willpower only lasts so long. So tell me about any kinds of uh, ongoing habits or practices or exercises that you do and maybe teach to who you work with that help you to sustain and maintain uh, this connection that you have.
1: Absolutely. Affirmations. Affirmations are powerful because in our, the subconscious, the mind does not realize reality from fiction, whatever we give it through repetition is what it believes. And therefore, as my state of belief system was so negative and toxic, I realized that, well, it's time to do the opposite. And of course, it's the determination and the commitment to continue instead of saying, well, I did affirmations one day and nothing changed. It takes our brain 21 to 30 days to make a permanent shift and change. And for some people, if there's a lot of resistance from the left brain, the ego, the logic, then you might need 60 and 90 days of reinforcement. But every day I made it a point to start to have instead of fearful, toxic conversations within my headspace to have healthy conversations. And meaning anytime my ego mind would put, say, oh, that's not possible. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, it's that it's too hard. Oh, there's fear. Well, what if, what if, what if, what if I would kind in a sense, the God side of me would come in and say, it's going to be okay. We're fine. We're taken care of. God has our back. Let's do this. Let's slowly, gently, so much so until 300% from my ego chatter. No, I'm not. But is it tamed? Well, absolutely. So it's about the taming of the ego that we need to, That. Willpower strengthens when we continually start shifting the story and the conversation that's happening in our heads. Because once that conversation is is in in our heads is happening, what kind of a conversation are we having? Are we having a healthy conversation, and are we having an unhealthy conversation? So that's the key to really address in in our. Headspace, because that, at the end of the day, is our own responsibility. It's never outside of us. It's from within.
0: And when you have those healthy conversations and you make that a part of your life, your habits, your practices, your daily walk, your part of your meditation practices, then when those demons start to come out, I sometimes call them dragons that come out, they want to attack you. Uh, yes. you, then you got some weapons. You've got yes. some tools to use to beat that back, or to
1: absolutely put
0: it in a appropriate place. Doesn't mean it's not yeah. there. But when we're when we're in a bad state, we're in a depressed state, and things like that. Those demons can. That's when people get yep. stuck, and they yeah can spiral into some really bad places. So. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, so we touched on the physical, kind of the action that you took, and then the inner life spiritual and yes. know, cognitive and that kind of thing. And let's talk about the emotional now and how you, how you then, the emotional part, I believe, is where a lot of transformation takes place because it becomes kind of a gut level thing. And oftentimes that, it plays itself out in our relationships. If we have negative yes. relationships, that's one thing. We have positive relationships. That's uh, a growing, giving thing, resource that we right. have. I'd like for you to tell me a little bit about the role of positive, uh, affirming relationships or, uh, or perhaps uh, accountability parts of relationships. What role that plays in helping a person to, uh, to transform?
1: Yes, it absolutely helps. I mean, having the right people around you is very helpful in the transformation process. But at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility to ourselves to create the healing to the transformation from within. We cannot depend on anyone else or anything else to do that for us, not a spouse, not a child. I mean, for me, my greatest driving force was my two little kids because I was thinking, well, if I raise them the way. My mindset is, then I'm going to have another generation of children in this world suffering again, struggling again, lost again, disconnected from the divine again. And I'm not going to have that. And so my kids kind of became that the greatest positive inf- reinforcement for me to say, in me helping myself, healing myself, I'm going to help them. And a lot of times, as a mother or women, we tend to sacrifice ourselves for our loved ones, forgetting that the greatest gift that we can give everyone, including ourselves, is to take care of ourselves, to show kindness and love to ourselves and to heal ourselves from within so that we can truly be that authentic person instead of being angry, instead of being resentful, instead of not liking our life and just taking the day by day and forcing the process until we die. It's to me, it's living heaven on earth in the physical body. And that was my one of my prayers that God helped me live heaven on earth in the physical body so that I don't, you know, because suffering and struggle is doesn't have to be an everyday thing. So my children were my driving force. And of course, the emotional aspect of it, the more that my emotions healed all those physical obstacles that I was facing, even my right arm, just having nerve reversed itself because once the emotional part of it starts to heal your body knows how to heal itself it's always the emotional that breaks the body down
0: well that that's awesome so you really really in a real way you give a loving caring gift to your children and now you look to give a loving caring gift to the world through through your uh, your website journey to heal and through your book living through choice and i know in that process you work with a lot of folks and are helpful to them uh yes. little, tell me a little bit of what motivated you to be helpful to other people by starting this practice and by writing writing and coaching and so on and the courses that you offer yes. And in that process uh tell us a little bit about maybe someone that you know, you've worked with that you've seen some transformation in
1: yes so the greatest um, I guess, drive became from the fact that I knew what was happening inside of me. And I was like, if I can help myself, and if these tools have helped me, I have to share this with as many people that as po- as I possibly can. And of course, the other part of that was from childhood, I just loved talking to people and people always were drawn to me, kids, adults would o- were always come to me and recognize that I've always in me to help others to to support others to be a good listener and to have guidance for them and now that I had these tangible tools to work with from hypnotherapy to you know a, a NLP neurolinguistic programming to EFT emotional freedom technique to coaching all these tools had had helped transform life. and of course The beginning, I wasn't all transformed. I still am not. I mean, to me, it's like lifetime of of growth and expansion, and we're still on the journey. The journey doesn't end uh, with one or two, you know, spiritual things that we do. It's it's an everyday practice of us, just like we feed our bodies, just like we take showers. We need to feed and nurture the soul as well, and so that became my greatest driving force. And I understood that in. Honestly, helping others heal, I also help myself. And so it's a win win situation. And that's really been the journey in the past 12 or so years of my life with my clients that every client that I've helped, they've helped me because there's been so many instances where clients would share their experiences, positive ones and negative ones. And I would take mental notes of, oh, that would be a great way to, you know raise my kids or do these things. And it was wonderful. And then, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. And I should not say that. And all of that. So it's, as I helped them heal, they've helped me heal. It's, it's, right. a, it's a giving and receiving.
0: You're in a journey together and, you know, yes, a, a
1: coach, absolutely. Does,
0: the coach of a team or a music group or whatever doesn't, you know, is not only the coach only, they are a part of the, part of the process here and they enjoy it as well so tell us about maybe a success story or someone or some situation you've worked with where you've been a part of some uh some transformation
1: oh goodness there's thousands of them um maybe something from recent uh, uh let me see because I keep my clients' information and experiences so confident confidential, <laughs> of, course. of course. I'm, I'm, I'm. I want to make sure I'm respectful, so that when somebody listens to this, doesn't say, "Oh, wait a minute, she's sharing my <laughs> experience with the world." Well, so just
0: share what you feel yes. well, no names, of course, but just
1: yes, obviously. On. So, um, of course, recently one of my clients that came in, she had abruptly lost uh, a loved one, and she was struggling with the connection and feeling like where is my loved one where where is that person or do they exist is there is there a life after life and she was in a very deep dark space and she herself was I mean, tremendously fearful of death and dying. And she was like, well, one minute my loved one was here and the next minute they're taken. So is this what? what is this about? And of course, I not only through hypnotherapy help my clients through depression and fears of releasing and all of that stuff. It's it's about really being there for my clients to help them to understand that aspect too that our loved ones don't really ever leave us they're just vibrating on a a different vibrational level and so this client of mine while the first session she came in in tears and um she couldn't just control her emotions because fear of do we get lost what happens to our soul when we're you know no longer physically here Through my coaching, of course, through hypnotherapy, I was able to help her and it was the most beautiful experience that even in hypnosis, she was able to, for the first time after the loss, see her loved one in her vision and her loved one came to her and said, I'm perfectly okay, I'm perfectly safe. You don't need to worry about me. And she was striving to have that experience and having to see him in her dreams. But it, it was just not happening. And that day in hypnosis, she was able to connect. And while she started crying, when she came out of the hypnosis, she said this time around, it was I was not crying because I was grieving the loss. This time around, I was crying because I'm happy he is in a good place.
0: What a comfort and what a blessing and, yes. and uh, what a gift to you as well. In the whole Thank
1: process. you. Absolutely.
0: And uh, so you've got some great resources here, uh, Christine. And folks Maybe similar to this person you're talking about, have their own uh, situations in life that perhaps if they're hearing our voices here today and you can be helpful to, how can people find out more about you and, and what you have to offer? Tell them a little yeah. about how they can get connected to Christine.
1: Absolutely. They can find me on my website, www.journeys, J O U R E Y S, T O H E A L, com. So it's journeys2heal.com. Or they can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, at journeys2heal. Or they can contact me by phone, 818 605 0089. And all the information from the description of my services to my book to. Uh, meditations everything is on the website
0: and there's a number of things on there including some uh, places to get some exercises you can kind of get some absolutely well. yep and you can find it all at her uh, website uh, yep. journeytoheal.com and we'll connect it with everything uh, yes. at our show notes at com. We began our conversation today here on Beyond Adversity talking about how many people are on the journey to heal or they are searching Google search number one search term for 2021 was how to. Heal. And Christine Osepian gave us some ideas there, some concepts, some modalities to that she touched on there about how to heal in your life and to have satisfaction in your life and to, you know, turn your, your fear into some fire to get going in your life and to, you know, banish anger and resentment, forgive yourself, uh, overcome addictions and then have spiritual and emotional and physical healing in your life. You could do that. And one of the things that you can do is just head on over to her website where she's got lots of great, uh, resources. Her website is journeys to heal.com. Among the things you can find there is her book of, of, uh, called Journeys to Heal. And then you'll find guided meditations, an online program, uh, retreats, other opportunities, uh, for you to, uh, avail yourself of the resources that she has. But the key thing to do is to do something about it. Don't stay stuck. The whole purpose of the Beyond Adversity podcast is to help people who find themselves stuck by the adversities of life and to get through them, to navigate through adversity, to find your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. I'm here to help you do that. My name is Dr. Brad Miller. Head on over to drbradmiller.com, where we have now 180 episodes of this podcast, which are devoted to you, helping you to overcome adversity and achieve peace of mind. It's great to be with you. We're here with you every week. And so we invite you to check us out and to share the good news with others. If you like what you hear. That's it for the day, folks. God blessing God's richest blessings upon your life. And until next time, remember to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never
1: miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.